everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Today's interview is with Ella Stimson, and I am so excited to share this interview with you. I'll start by telling you how this all came about. I actually called Lauren Snow from ASCP, and I said, who can I interview for the Beauty Biz Show? Who would be so much fun for me to have on here? And she said, oh my gosh, Lori, you have to reach out to Ella Stimson. She is actually the spa director at Sea Island Resort, which is located in Georgia. Their spa facility is 65,000 square feet. It's huge. But Ella also is a board member for iSpa, the International Spa Association. And she worked as the spa director at the Wynn and the Encore Hotels in Las Vegas. She has some great stories to tell it was such an interesting conversation. I can't wait for you to tune in and enjoy the show today. And the thing that I found the most intriguing about her that she talks about as well is that she was actually, her first career was as an intelligence officer in the U.S. Army. I woke up at five o'clock this morning, so I could get on the phone with her by six because she's so busy. I'm honored that she took the time to share her story with us. And I think you're going to find it pretty inspirational and very interesting. Enjoy the show today. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Cree. And today our guest is Ella Stimson. She is the spa director at Sea Island Resort. Hi, Ella. How are you? Good morning, Lori, everyone. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for being here. Are you actually, you're at the resort this morning, right? I'm at the resort. My windows look uh, over the golf course. The beach is about 500 uh, yards away. Yeah, life is good on Sea Island today. Awesome. Where are you actually from? Oh my gosh, that's a that's a complicated question, Lori. I was born in Dothan, Alabama, but living in northern Florida. And as a child, I moved about fifteen times before we settled. Uh, when I went away to college, so I'm all you know all over the South, mostly Florida, where my people are from. But I moved away, went in the army, and you know I'm from wherever I happen to be last. And so right now I'm from Georgia. <laughs> I was looking at your uh, bio and researching a little bit before the show. I'm like, this girl has done some serious moving all over the I country. Have. I have. I am really good at get, go, walking into a house and making it look like I live there a couple of weeks. It's uh, one of my specialties because I've done it so many times. I, mean, I love travel, and that's the wonderful thing about working in hospitality is that if you want, um, there's so many opportunities to, to scratch that itch with different beautiful places that you can work. You know, I went to college, and a week after I graduated, I became a flight attendant. Wow, same reason, right? Yeah, and when I was world. in college, I really thought that I would be working at a resort. Mm, so, what happened? What you know, happened on I, the way to the resort? I became a flight <laughs> attendant and September 11th happened. And that's when oh, wow. I got this great opportunity to make a career change. And I thought, okay, what is my passion? And it was skincare. So I've been in two amazing industries and you have them combined. You're actually a spa director. Will you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about Sea Island? I researched something 65,000 square feet. Is that the size of the spa or... 
I'm, that's a big number. It, it really is. It really is. It's a beautiful spa. When you walk in, um, there's a be- beautiful outdoor fountain. And one side of the spa is your typical spa with the locker rooms and your treatment rooms and all of that stuff and all of the amenities that go with the spa. And then the other side equally as big is our fitness center, which is just phenomenal. We, we do over 50 classes uh, a week just in fitness classes and a, a huge indoor pool for lap swimming, four different um, movement studios. I mean, just a, so all of that encompasses the 65,000 square feet. Truly very, very lucky guests who walk in our door because it's very unexpected to see something like this at a hotel that's relatively small in rooms of number of rooms. Well, we're going to get back to what you do on a daily basis, but I want to talk about your background a little bit because it's very interesting. It's you are- odd, Lori. It's just odd. Okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know what? You are an absolutely beautiful woman and I want to go back and I want to talk about being an intelligence officer in the U.S. Army. You must have been like the only chick there. Yeah, you know, it was the mid '80s or early '80s, well, 1984, and women were were just uh, being allowed to actually serve in the in the regular army. I I went to OCS after college, which means that I went to Fort Benning, and it was called Fort Benning School for Boys for a reason because it was truly a male centric kind of atmosphere. We we started in my class of OCS with over 200 men and 50 women. By the time we graduated, about 150 men graduated, but only 13 women graduated, um, and not because the women weren't tough, but because they didn't want us there, at, you know, and, and they really targeted us for a while. And it was a difficult time in my life, but as I look back at it, it was what really formed my character and my, I'm pretty stubborn. And it was like, I am not going to let these people get me out of the Army. And, 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 you know, for the 13 of us who graduated, such great pride in becoming an officer in the United States Army. And then moving on to Korea to serve as a U.S. intelligence officer was, was really amazing. From there, I, I lived in Italy and Germany, and, um, you know, it helped form your worldview and get you out of um, the concept that America is all there is. And it's really, really cool education in people and and cultures. And, and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'd highly recommend it for any woman or man, for that matter, uh, if they're not quite sure what to do with their life and they have a passion to serve. I mean, what made you decide to go into the Army? <laughs> you know what? I didn't want to go to law school. Ah. I wanted to travel the world, kind of like you. And, and I didn't think about becoming a flight attendant for some reason. I applied to the Peace Corps. I applied to the Navy. And I applied to the Army. And the Army got back with me first. And I said, well, I, that's the sign that I needed. And I had some friends who had been in the Army. And, and that kind of swayed me that way. But, you know, I really did want to, to give back. I've always been passionate about, you know, God blessed me with, with certain talents, and I feel like it's my job in this world to give back. And, and the Army was able to, to scratch that for me. I was able to feel like I was contributing. Um, but was certainly, your family, it, anyone in your family in the service? No, and they were totally shocked when I called them and told them I was joining the Army. You know, <laughs> I just, I, I, I continue to surprise everyone who knows me because I, I, I do a lot of different things. It's just, it, it's just what's inside of me, I guess. Well, I think it's interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about... I know, you know, being the only female there must have been a bit of a challenge, but what is boot camp like? Is it like we see in the movies? Yeah, no, it's just really physically tough. You don't get a lot of sleep. And, and there's a constant, um, in OCS at least, there's a constant pressure. You can only eat about three or four minutes you have to eat. You have to go through a line to get to eat. And when you do, you're doing push-ups and pull-ups and, and in the dirt. And then when you get to line, they inspect your hands. And, of course, your hands are dirty. So they scream at you for, for having dirty hands. And then they make you do more push-ups. And by the time you finally get to eat, you have three or four minutes to eat. And then you have to run. And you have something else to do. And, and it's, you know, everything has to be clean. It's just this constant pressure. And, that, and that's intentional because war – 
and, and situations where you have to make decisions as an officer um, under pressure, we want to make sure that we have people who can handle that pressure. So it's kind of fake, but it, it feels very real, real at the time, and it, it's a, a kind of induced stress that really kind of gets deep inside your core and, you know, what am I made of? And that's really why I, why I look back on it fondly is because I've been tested in a way that, um, you know, it might have been a little artificial, but it's a way that I feel confident that I got through that. So the things that the, you know, the spa throws at me today, I can get through that. Or my work, you know, in other areas, I, I, I feel have confidence that I don't think I'd have if I hadn't gone through that. I was going to ask you, was there ever a time, you know, in the past that it made sense to you? So, you know, I, I really get what you're saying, because when I have something crazy pop up at my spa, Mm-hmm. I think I'm just prepared for it because being a flight attendant, you're 41,000 feet in the air. If there's a problem, you really have to be resourceful and figure it out. You do. And then a lot of room for error. and A lot of people could die if you mess up. Yeah, yeah. My favorite saying is, you know, I might have to comp a, a massage today because we didn't do what we said we were going to do, but I, I'm probably not going to kill anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one's shooting at me, I, I hope, you know. Um, but so, so it is all a relative, I guess. And, um, you know, what we do is very important in the long term and, and for people whose experiences, but, but it's not life and death. So we have a margin of er- error there that, that, that I enjoy. <laughs> my favorite saying when something goes wrong is if this is the worst thing that happens to me today or to you, <laughs> we're all going to be okay. So yeah, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of spoiled in our culture. True. I mean, all of us, you know, we'll see people who are less fortunate go, Oh, I'm never going to complain again. And that lasts for about two days. And then, you know, we fall back into, you know, it, it seems like it's never quite enough. And, and, you know, life is stressful and that's why spas do so well because we help you with that. Yeah, we remove that element. I always tell my clients at the spa, if I can remove stress from your life for one hour, that's the most anti-aging gift I can give you. <laughs> exactly. At a spa at the Broadmoor, where I, where I started in this business, we were all struggling with what's our purpose in life. We had a lot of people there who just wanted to change the world. And we started thinking about the people who came to our spa, how important they were and how many lives they touched and how many of those lives touched others because we saw some real industry giants. Same thing in, in Vegas and here at Sea Island. And, you know, if you can help that person on your table relax and, and just kind of let go of whatever's going on, those kind of hyper-creative, wonderful, influential people can have moments of insights that they can walk out of your spot and truly change the world. Oh, so, you know, beautiful. we can... Yeah, we can change the the world one massage at a time. I truly believe that's possible. And uh, what a noble, what a noble profession. Yeah, I like that. I've never thought of it that way before. But when we stop in life, that is a time where we are given insight. And that's something we provide in the beauty biz. I never looked at it that way. But I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that meditation, um, you know, and for beauty, um, so much of our self-confidence is wrapped in how we're perceived by the outside world in the form of our appearance. And if we can help you feel confident about that appearance, um, you can conquer the world again. You know, we hopefully you don't get obsessed with that. But but if you're fit and if you're, you, you know, you're attractive and, and you're well-groomed, and you take time out to meditate or to get regular body work, you are truly set up to do whatever you need to do in life. I agree. I think that's why my spa in Los Angeles did so well during the failing economy. These people were out looking for jobs and they wanted to look good and feel good during the process. And it didn't, money didn't matter. Right, right. Well, and you know, they said the lipstick effect. Um, We we had 
some of that in in resorts, but but unfortunately, some of our bigger resorts rely on groups during the downturn that are corporate groups that go away for um, some valuable time away to really kind of bond with each other, and that had to be cut out. And so we did suffer some um, some of, some of especially the larger resorts that depend on that kind of work. But certainly your day spas that's when that's when you saw the rise of massage envy and some of its its um, counterparts. So that there are spas now available to virtually any person uh, anywhere in the United States which is really exciting, I think, in the last 10 years. Because before that, frankly, it was just where rich people could go. And now yeah. there is um, more equality out there in the marketplace. And you can pick uh, and choose your kind of um, spa experience based on how much you can afford. And I, I think that it's really cool that massage is available now for the masses. That's a really, really great thing. Well, how do you go from being an intelligence officer in the army to was the spa in Colorado Springs your first job in the beauty industry? No, no, I've had many a winding turn. Um, I married an army man. So when I I, I got pregnant and had a child and then another child, so I got out of the army so I could be a mother for a while because traveling uh, in the army and being a parent is very difficult if both of you were in. And um, around when my son was a year old, I went back to school to become a teacher because, well, I love to teach. And because it's a mobile kind of uh, profession where you can move around, and certainly in the Army you do that. So I taught fourth grade, fifth grade, uh, sixth grade, and a little bit of seventh for three years. And then we moved to Germany where I couldn't teach. And so I had these skills. I, I got a master's degree in education, but I was still bored. I couldn't do anything. I felt kind of like, okay, my kids are in kindergarten or school now. What do I do with myself? And I, I started working out because I was bored. And I, gosh, I'd never really worked out. I'd been in the Army, but I'd never really worked out with weights. And, gosh, the power that being fit, muscularly fit, was so intoxicating. And that enthusiasm, you know, radiated to others, and I became a personal trainer. And, and when we moved to Washington, D.C., I got a job as a personal trainer instead of a teacher, which is kind of sad. But, um, again, I was able to influence some very influential people in, in government. And I loved my work as a trainer, especially with women in their 40s and 50s who had never seen themselves as physically strong. Because you can take any, any healthy body and you can help them become the strongest they can be if they're willing to do the work. And, gosh, what a wonderful, empowering feeling that is for women. And so it was Isn't that true yeah, with oh, anything. Yeah. You can do whatever you want if you're willing to do the work. Well, yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's a Facebook uh, quote for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, it, uh, empowering women is is a real passion of mine, especially of a certain age who who've never re- really seen ourselves in that role model. And um, you know, my daughter, who's in her mid twenties, knows that that she can do anything. But but people of my generation weren't always um, empowered that way. And so it was kind of fun. But then I moved to Colorado Springs, and that's um, I, I became a trainer at the Broadmoor Hotel. And uh, that was part of the spa. I became a manager in the spa. I became a director. So that's how all of those little winding paths kind of got me to spa. So it's really cool. So you moved from there to... The Wynn? The Wynn. Actually, I went to Encore first. Wynn Las Vegas has two towers. Um, There's Encore Las Vegas and Wynn Las Vegas, and there are two spas, one in each of those towers. And so when I moved, I took over the Encore spa, which, if you've seen Mall Cop 2, uh, is featured in that movie. Uh, Hysterical movie, by the way. But uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful spa. And and then I took over the Wynn Spa about a year later and did both. I want to talk about Vegas because I think I have a friend who's a high roller at the Wynn. And everything is so over the top. I've never been in the spa there, but how is it different from some other spas that you've seen? 
<laughs> There's really no comparison to what um, the facilities that Steve Wynn builds to everything else out there. Um, it's just truly second to none. I mean, from carpets that, you know, I can't tell you how much they cost, but they're crazy, um, to, to the to every single detail from the molding to the lights to the chandeliers to the lanterns to to the Are you every- talking inside the spa? Yes. Okay, awesome. <laughs> it, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean to to every single detail that's on the wall, every hand painted butterfly. Um it's just it, it's so rich and deep, but it's not gaudy and and you know so much in in Vegas is a little bit on the cheesy side, which is a lot of the fun, right? But it but it win uh he he really makes that over opulent kind of thing, but, but in a wonderful, exquisite taste that you just feel at home in, which is, which is odd. Why would you feel at home in that opulence? But you do. And that's the beauty. Was the spa always packed there? Do people in Vegas really spa it up? They do, especially our high rollers like your friend. Um, but, you know, certainly it when the, the spa had 45 treatment rooms, I think is what it has now. And in Encore, there are 37. So we have a lot of capability in both those spas to, to fill it up. And, and like all of us, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are our biggest, busiest days. And, and the other day is going to be a little bit slower. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people go to Vegas now to spa because some of the best spas in the world are in Las Vegas. Now I've never, it's the one area I've never worked in as an esthetician is a resorty type area. So I have a ton mm-hmm. of questions. Sure. First of all, what was the biggest tip you saw a spa practitioner get in Vegas? Tip? Oh, oh, <laughs> as in money. Um, $200. Uh, oh, I would expect it would be more than that. Yeah, I probably seen... didn't hear about the ones that were more than that. <laughs> they don't want you to know. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and that's unusual. But but typically some of our high rollers who come in, uh, you know, are, are being um, treated like kings and queens. And they are typically quite generous with their tips with everyone around them. Some people even say that helps them be a little bit more lucky. Um, but, you know, a great facial is a great facial. And uh, if you have the means and, and, and $200 or $300 isn't much to you, it certainly can be dropped as a tip. But that's not the norm. Um, you know, How are the practitioners compensated in a resort? Is it commission? Is it hourly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, do they, how does that work? It, you know, just like every, it depends. Um, I, I will tell you in Las Vegas, there are a couple of different um, structures. Uh, but most, I would say, at least when I left a year ago, most of the spas paid um, no hourly and just commission only. But the commission only is a higher rate. So instead of 18% or 20%, it's more like 30, 35%. But um, for the time that you're not on the floor, you're not compensated. But but oh, when you I'm add all that up, that. Oh, they because a 30% of a of a $200 facial is a lot of money, and you're mostly busy most of the time, four or five to six you know services a day. You can do the math along with the tips that you can expect. The people in Las Vegas do really really well. Um, now let me ask you this. Uh, this is so interesting mm-hmm. to me. I'm friends with some people in Vegas that have worked in the casino and they say it's really hard to get a job on the floor of a casino because people get the job and they never leave. Is exactly. it the same in the spa there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it, well, it depends on where you are. When an encore, honestly, were um, one of the one of the top spas where most people wanted to work their way up to, and, and so some of the mid tier spas or the lower spas, people did not stay there that long because they they wanted to 
to go to the next spa. So typically a yeah. new spa would open and there would be a flood of, of people trying to get into that spa. And then a newer, more fancy spa would open and there would be a flood of people trying to get there. And when an encore uh, and, until Aria and uh, the Man in Oriental opened um, was the latest, hottest thing. And, and, and we hired there very, very, very carefully. And, and so once people get there and they're well compensated and they have the business that they need, um, you, you really don't lose people. You have some great stability, which, which is wonderful. As long as you've hired well, um, it's a great thing. Let me ask you a question then. If somebody's listening in and they want to go get a job at a high-end resort spa, mm-hmm. what advice could you give them? Well, let's let's do it to, to Vegas first, and then I'll give you some general advice in um, for for the rest of the world if that works. Um, yeah, that's awesome. In, in Las Vegas, you're not going. You know, you might work here at Sea Island. You're not going to go work at Wynn uh, unless I happen to know the person there and I call them and say this is a great person. So networking is big. If your director happens to be a person who has a lot of contacts in the industry, that works to your benefit. If you're a really good worker for them, but but can it, I ask you a question? Sure. So when you're looking through the resume, mm-hmm. it's not really your skill set. It's how you're referred in. No, no. I will get so many, so many qualified people that it's one way that helps me pick out who I might talk okay. to. Um, especially, you know, what I look at is where did they work? If they worked at a five-star spa that's similar to mine, then they understand spa operations in a Forbes environment, which happens to be important for me here. Um, I love that. That's I had never entrance. heard that in our industry, yeah. a Forbes environment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. It's You know, it's just one of those that you have to have full and complete sentences. You have to be okay with, with wearing formal uniforms and with being quite, you have to be very, very friendly and, and responsive. And there's so many things that we're looking for in, in that environment that if you've done it already, that, that helps. But, but, you know, that doesn't mean that I won't talk to you if you're right out of school and, you know, I, I need someone. I don't want people to despair. But, but the reality is if you're right out of school, you need to get a job in, in the industry wherever you can. If that's at a Massage Envy or if that's at a day spa, uh, someone that you happen to know, start working. Um, well, you need experience in the industry before typically you're going to get hired at a, at a resort. And once you have two, three, four, five years experience really, really working with people in the industry as, as an esthetician, then you're much more likely to be looked at um, at, at, a, at a big place. In Vegas, you're going to have to start probably at um, a, a, a mid-tier spa as a part-time worker, not as full-time. Full-time is very hard to get now in most of our spas. And you're going to have to be willing to, to work part-time and, and work your way up. So total seniority thing once you get your foot in the door. No, you know, that it depends. And, and only when it comes to seniority is whether or not you're full-time or part-time. Not a lot of spas have real strict seniority otherwise. Um, some do, some don't. Um, but typically, if you're really, really good, you're going to get the repeat clients and you're going to do really well. Okay, so let me ask you this, because you, you are overseeing all this kind of stuff. What does if you are really, really good mean? Is that like you're watching to mm-hmm. see if they're getting repeat clients? Yes. Or? yes. Well, you know, we all have um, comment cards and I'll get comment cards. Oh, my gosh, this, this facial changed my life. <laughs> That's a good indicator. Uh, um, absolutely. Bounce back guests, um, people who come back. That's a little bit more difficult in the resort environment because 
you know, people come once and then they don't come yeah. back, but they might come back six months later. So it takes a while to track that kind of thing. But, but you know, if your typical stay is three to five nights in some of your bigger resorts like ours here, um, people will come back. And if they request you again, that's a huge sign. You know, tips, if we can track them, are also a good sign of how well you're doing because, you know, people who are willing to pay a little bit more above and beyond because they really love you, that's also a high indicator. I will also tell you there's the skills uh, as an employee. Do you get along with your fellow employees? Do you help out? Do you help train? Do, you know, are you the kind of person that people want to work alongside of? Because as I said in a webinar recently, um, what we don't need in the spa environment are divas. You know, the superstar esthetician to the stars, they all have their own little spa somewhere. They don't do well in a resort because we are, are truly a team. And, and if you're one of those people who, you know, you talk trash about your other estheticians so that that person will come back to you or, you know, steal, steal somebody, oh, yeah, you went to her, but I'm going to show you a really good facial now. You know, that kind of behavior does not do well, um, I would say, in any business, but it certainly does not do well in, in a resort spa. I just think if people, I don't do drama in my life. I don't, I don't have it anywhere. It's life is too short. Right. Life is too beautiful. And if people could really work on removing it from their lives, it would help you become more successful. Yeah. It, it's so funny. I know the most generous people are the ones who are most rewarded and it happens over and over again. Um, I've seen it, especially when, you know, there would be people who would have five or six and others that would have two or three and the people who were generous and said, you know, why don't you take my fifth massage today? You only have two. Um, they they're the ones who constantly got booked again. It was as if karma opened up this hole and they were blessed again. Um, you know, and, and the people who, who hang on with their bare knuckles, you know, who are, who are just really, really selfish, they don't get rewarded. Not in the end. Law of attraction. Yes. It's so true and it's so powerful. And I, you can't see it or feel it, but it's like gravity. It's out there and it works. <laughs> Exactly. So I want to know what your day looked like. I, I just have this vision of you never sleeping when you're running this crazy big spa <laughs> in, in Vegas. Yeah, you know, when you get to my level, um, it's less about, you know, I don't typically I'm not hanging out in the lobby greeting guests and all that kind of stuff. Typically, I am interacting with everyone else in the resort. And you know what? I'm, I'm pulling up my calendar from yesterday and I'm going to give you a snippet of my day. A snippet Ooh. of my day. Juicy. I like this. <laughs> so I, I have an interview, um, you know, with, with a really cool person at 9 o'clock. Then I have a retail meeting with my team that's a recurring thing. Um, we have three retail stores, so it's really important that um, we stay on top of what's selling, what's not selling, um, what's the merchandising doing, what are people buying, that kind of thing. Then I have lineups. We have lineups with all of our different teams. So we have a lineup with our front-facing people, a lineup for those of you not in the hospitality businesses where we get together 10 or 15 minutes and talk about the guests, who's in-house. We talk about our values as a resort. We kind of get hyped up about something and really, really excited about our day, and then we go on. So I, we'll do that with the salon. We'll do it with the front-facing team, which are the people who welcome people. We'll do it with the massage therapists and the estheticians. And then I come back and do that with the leaders as well, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about, okay, so we had this guest at the resort last night, didn't like their service at a restaurant. They're coming to the spa at noon. Oh, okay, so this is our chance to turn this around for the resort. We're really going to wow them. And so we'll have that kind of uh, thing. And then um, I have a lot of press people who come, and so today I happen to be reviewing an hour where we're going to be preparing for a press trip of six people. Um, I'll come back to the spot to walk around, and then we have uh, our senior directors meeting. That's from 2.30 to 3.30. That in our resort is all of the people who run all the major departments in the hotel get together once a week and talk about different things that are going on. Then I'm going to run over to our sister place, which is out on St. Simons Island, which is the lodge, 
at Sea Island, and uh, we have a small spa there, and we have a cryotherapy machine that is out there. I don't know if you know about I just did that. Yeah, it's really, really cool, and the pun intended. Yeah. And we have some <laughs> VIPs are going to go and, and experience that, and so I'm going to talk to them about the benefits of that particular thing, and hopefully we can get that brand-new business um, sustainable and on its own. And then I'm going to come back and tackle my inbox, which will, um, you know, typically I get 100 or 150 emails a day. Um, and so my my iPhone or, or equivalent is always in my hand, and I try to stay on top of things as they come up. You know, there'll be an upset guest. What can we do for them? There'll be um, so-and-so needs to be squeezed in for this treatment, but so-and-so called out. What do I do now? Um, those kinds of things. So that's, that's a day in the life. So you're really a problem solver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God you have your intelligent <laughs> officer background. It probably helps a lot. You know what? It, it, funny in our business, we like kind of like problems. That's not that's not fair. People who enjoy though this environment kind of like fires because they can go put them out. Um, for for me, the long term vision is building a, an organization that doesn't rely on on reaction like that, but where you have processes in place so that things run smoothly and you're less likely to have those fires. And that takes maturity. Um, and I've, I've only been here a year, and, and we have um, really advanced our systems in the spa toward that long-term goal. Very exciting to see. But as you can see, there's still a lot of meetings and a lot of stuff that you have to continually stoke the fire and, and do things to continue to keep that communication going. I want to go back. Yeah. Something you said uh, that I, I just made a note of that I want to ask you about two things. Values. When you say you have a values meeting, give me, can you give me an example of one thing that would come up? One thing you talk about surrounding values and estheticians or massage therapists. What did that mean? Oh, yeah. Wow. That, you know, a lot of resorts have their own values. We have eight here at, at Sea Island. Teamwork is one of them, and, and we talk about that a good bit. But so every day we have eight values, and we talk about one value every day. When an encore had the same thing. But I'll tell you what's really powerful. What, what I have done in spas that I think is the most meaningful is to have a values meeting where you get together with your entire team and you challenge them at small groups to, to say, you know, what are those characteristics of people that you would like to work with? Can you guys just write down what you would like that person? If you could invent the perfect coworker, what would that person look like? And Ooh, you know, see, I always do this yes. with, with what would you want your perfect client in my coaching program? Oh, yeah. But it, perfect. Yeah. So never turn that internal and go, yeah, so yeah. Uh, who, who do I want to work alongside of? Uh, you know, somebody who's on time, somebody who is proficient in their industry, somebody who can uh, hop in and help me when I'm running late, you know, um, all those kinds of things will come up. And then what you do is develop a value system around there around those characteristics and, you, you know, come up with 10 commandments or something like that, 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 you know, we believe in education and, and staying ahead of the trends. So we value education at our spa. We value teamwork. And then you talk about what that looks like. We value being on time and having integrity um, and supporting your team, you know, that kind of thing. And, and what's beautiful about that is it's not something that I just write down and hand everybody, all right, guys, you need to follow these values because um, they're good things to do. And I said, so, you know, when, when, when it comes from, everybody it's everybody's and so people buy in in a way that's real and that that's when your culture really really gels and comes together and when you have a spa of unhappy people let me tell you something I don't care how good each of those people are at their profession if they're unhappy when you're working with your hands and you're touching people 
that's going to come across and you're not going to be a successful spa. I always say energy is contagious. And if you have something crazy happening at home, leave it there. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's hard. Because you know? people feel it. Oh, absolutely. The people feel it. And in, in our business, it's all about the touch and the energy from that touch. And um, even those who don't touch people, but around people who do, we have to make sure that that energy is positive and uplifting and supportive. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be happy, happy, happy because life is hard. But if you're supportive and you feel that warmth and that caring and that integrity, that, that's almost better than life being happy, happy because you feel well cared for. And that translates both to our guests and in our work amongst each other. Okay, question number two, I'm all over the place, but you have such great, interesting that. stories <laughs> that, okay, good, because I am too. <laughs> I bounce all over the place. You said you said cryotherapy, and I know everyone's going to want to know what that is. Yes, you want to explain it a that? little bit of and how course. you can incorporate it into your spa? What yes. Is- Yes, it's, it's called whole body cryotherapy. And um, imagine a portable uh, tanning machine where your head sticks out. And this is a new machine developed by um, our partners called Impact Cryotherapy out of Atlanta. And this is a unit that you step into, your head sticks out, and um, you wear booties and gloves. And you stand in it for up to three minutes. Typically, three minutes is the typical period. And it's minus 225 degrees Fahrenheit. Yes, you heard me. I've done it. I've (laughs) done it. So you know that I'm not crazy. And why would you do that? You know um, what happens? It's really kind of replacing the ice bath. And um, athletes for a long, long time have known that to, to... decrease inflammation, ice baths work. And, and ice baths work, or cold therapy works by pulling all the blood from your extremities, pulling it to the heart, and really, really depriving, um, you know, those areas of, of that lifelong blood. And then you get out of the cold environment, and your your blood flows really, really quickly back to the areas that have been deprived. And through that process, for some reason, uh, inflammation is reduced. You have a longer, um, your range of motion becomes wider. You feel better. You almost feel giddy. You've probably seen pictures of people who are in a, a, a sauna or, a, excuse me, um, a jacuzzi and they're in this hot, hot water and then they get out and they roll in the snow and they're screaming yeah. and yelling and, and like being little kids. That's kind of what it feels like in reverse. <laughs> you know, you know what it does. It Well, uh, the reason I was introduced to it because my significant other Jay has arthritis. So it helps him. So he said, come with oh, yeah. me for the inflammation. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you do it three or four times a week over time, That's what he was doing. It's, it's an amazing remedy for any kind of inflammation or any kind of disease around inflammation. But where it's really hot right now it is professional sports. And it, yeah. it's going to really, um, I think, replace those ice baths, except for the, you know, the guys who are hardcore can't get around that. But it's going to be that tiny bit of edge, that 2%, that 5% that golfers, which is why we have it here, or, you know, professional athletes can give them that tiny bit of edge to make them a little bit more competitive. Now, we have it here over at the Lodge, which is where our golf courses are located. And we have a specifically um, sports-trained massage therapist who works there as well. And so pre- or post-game or during, during the three or four days that you're working at our golf performance center to, to learn how to better play or to have better clubs or to analyze your game with your head, we also have someone who can help you with cryotherapy and with massage therapy. So it's an entire 360-degree look at that golf guest who comes to our resort to play golf, to learn how to play it better, and to leave a better player. 
And, and so that's our niche. I have to tell you on a new, I mean, on a more superficial level, my skin looked so good for like a week after I did cryotherapy. <laughs> it, it, and I'll tell you something else. It, it speeds up your metabolism. You know what that means? Yeah. That means it burns yeah. calories faster for you. Um, so it's truly, you know, it's not the savior of everything out there, but it's a really great therapy that I predict. And Three or four years will be in many, many resort spas. A, a lot of places now, though, are actually having like a massage MV, but it's a, it, instead of that, it's, it's where you have four or five of these cryotherapy machines, and it's what you do when you go. You just go and do it every morning or every other day or, or something like that. But these, these new units from Impact are just amazing, and um, you know, but a considerable investment. Uh, from a standpoint, yes. you know, it's it's a little bit risky because people don't know of it yet, and so we're we're the first resort spot to have it and talk about it, and and so we're trying to educate everybody about there out there about why um, why it's great, but it'll it'll take a while for it to really catch on. I think the wellness industry is just mind blowing. Mm. You know, the the things that are available to us to feel better and to look better. Right. It's just unbelievable and something new all the time. Well, you know, it's exciting and it's frightening at the same time is, you know, in skincare, gosh, you can't keep up with the newest and latest yeah. ingredients or machines. Um, it, it's really quite frightening, especially for your average consumer or your average esthetician out there going, okay, what the heck? I don't, I don't know what's, what's good now because there's this study or that study and it, it can be difficult to, to, you know, there's so much hype out there about so many things that are not proven. Um, or that, um, you know, are, are pushed by people who all they care about is making a lot of money than disappearing. So you have to be careful. Yeah, we're definitely sold to a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you were, I was reading and it looks like this was just recently, you were chairman of ISBA. Yes, that's my other passion. And so the International Spa Association is an association made up of uh, members who are spas out in the world. So any kind of spa can be um, a member of iSpa, whether it's a resort spa or a day spa or a medical spa or a wellness facility that has um, uh, spa treatments in it. Um, it. It's truly our professional organization. And it, and it's really geared toward the people who, who run spas or own spas. And so people who are in the profession who are in management. And, and, and you know, there's not really a place where you can go to college to become a spa director most of us learned on the job. And, and so iSpa kind of, you know, it's, it's where I went 12 years ago when I first became a spa director and had no clue. The way that I learned how to do retail, how to, to balance my books and how to think like a spa person was at iSpa because they have a, a conference every year where you go and, and, and have wonderful education and webinars and, and different conferences all, all through the year that you can continue to learn, and, and even more importantly than that, you go and meet all these people who you find are just like you. You know, all of us in the spa business have the same esthetician who gripes about this, or the same massage therapist who, who can't figure out that, or the same bosses who completely don't understand what a spa is and just throw up their hands. And so it's really powerful to know that there are other people out there who, who have the same problems that you do and who've conquered them or no muddling through it like you are. And, and so I spa forms that community, that spa community that, um, yeah, really passionate about. And I'm on the board of directors and was um, lucky enough to be chairman for a couple of years. And it's my last year on the board um, and I'm, I'm going to miss it. But it's, it's certainly a very worthwhile organization to join and to support. It's every year in Vegas they have the conference, right? Right now. Um, we have been in many other places, Dallas, Orlando, um, Washington, D.C. But after the downturn, as we were trying to figure out where it would be the most um, cost-efficient for everyone to come, people just come to Vegas. They typically like it. The flights are usually cheap. The rooms are relatively inexpensive. And so Vegas also has a huge um, 
capability to hold all of the different vendors in our showcase that we have. We, we have the capability of having you know, a really huge show, so we, we need a big, big ballroom to host um, our, our particular show. So Vegas, it's been for a while, but I don't think it'll always be in Vegas. I think um, it'll, it'll change at some point, but right now, yes. I have to go. That's an, I, it's really the only go. conference I haven't been to. Well, that's so just wrong. We'll I will chat after this. There. Okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> because I have heard amazing things about it. As a matter of fact, I'm interviewing later today one of the keynote speakers, Eric Stapperson, who wrote oh, the I book Live and Wonder. Yes, yes. He's very inspirational. And let me tell you, that's what I love most about iSpa. Certainly the education is terrific, and, and meeting people like me is something that you know I, I've relied on forever. But every year I go, and I, I was raised as a, a, a Baptist preacher's daughter, and we would have revival meetings where you go and really, really get pumped up about about being a Christian. And 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 I, I liken um, I spot that because you go to I spot, you know, you're just tired. You're wondering, do I really want to be in the spa business anymore? And you go there and you hear someone like Eric Sapperson and you go, yes, that's why I do this. And you just get pumped up for the next year and you just feel so good about who you are and the community that you belong to and you're ready for another year. A big dose of inspiration. Exactly, exactly. And practical stuff, but but a big dose of inspiration that you need just to pick up your feet and, and keep going sometimes. Gosh, well, I, you know what? I've taken up a lot of your time. I know you're busy. I want to just ask you one last question, and okay. then I'm going to let you get on with your day. But if you had to give our listeners three success tips, three things that have helped you thrive in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. what would they be? Just little tips of advice. Be willing to do anything. Work really hard at that, whatever it is. I, I started at in the spa business as a fitness attendant who picked up towels in the in a locker room where kids would just drop them and laugh at me as I had to pick them up. Had a master's degree and it just really got underneath my skin. But I I was the best towel picker upper there was at that resort, <laughs> and I became a manager and then I became a director. So so whatever you're doing now, you know, don't wait for that perfect job to become that perfect employee. You apply yourself right now and and really really work really really hard because that gets noticed. Find purpose in your life. Why are you doing what are you doing? Because you need to be happy. You need to be working towards something that's going to make that fill that hole in you and that that sense of why am I here? And and so find an organization that really really helps you feel that that hole, you know, I, in the spa business, being part of a beautiful big resort is what I love, and that that that's my life's direction at the moment. And so, you know, if that's what you're really really passionate, find that passion, align yourself with that passion. And you know what, the third thing is is um, be flexible and have a sense of humor, because. I don't care how well you plan things, they never go the way that you plan. And then that's, you know what, in the end, that's a gift because as I look back, everywhere I had a door closed, you know, the old cliche, I really, really was able to, to move in a different direction that ended up being the way I needed to go. And you can't mourn the very long that door that closed. You've got to go, oh, look at this new window that's opening. I'm so excited about this. So be flexible, be a be agile, be willing to, to reinvent yourself and to go for the next thing because the life is really in that journey and it's a lot of fun if you let it be because, you know, at the end of the day, you're happy because you choose to be and you need to get up every morning and see the beauty and not, and not the, the blocks that are in your way. That's amazing. Thank you, Ella. You have been such an interesting interview. I couldn't wait to get you on the phone at 6 a.m. here in California. I'm like, I'm getting up early to interview her. All right, Lori, I had a great time. You you go get them, girl. I love that coast. My daughter's out there. So big kiss to her and to everybody out there. Um, good luck. It's a noble profession. Enjoy it. Thanks, Ella. Have an awesome day. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show.